Thundergrunt Podcast Network. You've heard me mention my trip to Natural Bridge several times. It's where Foamhenge is, and Natural Bridge is awesome. But right outside of Natural Bridge, they have a safari park where you can buy buckets of pellets. You drive around the safari, and you feed the camels, and they stick their heads in your window. And you feed the alpacas, and they stick their heads in your car, and they try to give you kisses, I think. I had a Watusi so close to me, and their tongues are gigantic. But let me tell you, all of those are mammals, and I'm okay with them. But the freakiest of all are these creatures that come up to you. They're gigantic, and they have these long snake necks. And when they dip their head into your food bowl, they don't just dip it. They slam it, wham, right into your food bowl. Those ostriches are freaky. And I thought he was going to knock the food bowl right out of my hand. I rolled up my window and we drove off. Because gigantic birds are weird as hell. A curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Curioso a giant, winged, cryptozoological creature. Yes, the thunder grunt. <laughs> no, the what? thunder, thunderbird. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry, I got that mixed up. Thunder, 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 bird. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of that, I was thinking, uh, hmm. we should totally do a thunder grunt uh, parody uh, of the, the Thundercats of the, of the Thundercats theme song? theme song, yeah. All right, I'll see what with, I can do. Thunder, 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 grunt. Grunt! <laughs> How? I, think, I think that would work out. I like that idea. Yeah, me too. Okay. So, uh, giant winged cryptids. Yeah, and there's, a, there's a plethora. There are. I was, I was trying to think of a few on the way over. Uh, so I thought the Jersey Devil, typically yeah. portrayed as winged. Uh, Mothman. Mothman, portrayed as winged. But, but then you have, you, well, it's not really a cryptid. They're, they're more mythological creatures like uh, the Gryffindor. I think uh, that's just called the Griffin. <laughs> Is that just the Griffin? Okay. Pegasus? Expelliarmus. Uh, <laughs> Pegasies, yes. Mm-hmm. Pegasi? Yes, they are definitely winged. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about the Thunderbird. That's right. And typically, uh, so here in the U.S., uh, you know, on, um, on this side of the planet, we call mm-hmm. them the Thunderbird because of the Native American myths. Right. On the other side of the planet, they typically call them the Rock. Like the Sean Connery movie? No, no, no. no like the wrestler. Like, oh, like Dwayne the, Johnson. The Dwayne Johnson movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know. There's like two of them. Wait, wasn't, uh, what, who else was in The Rock? The uh, ro- the it was uh, the, the, uh, the bees, the bees, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage was also in that, yeah. So, um, but no, 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 no. The, the, the Rock is R-O-C. Okay. Or a rock. So they're they're gigantic. Wasn't wing he in Beastie Boys? What what? Nicholas Cage? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. 
Never mind. They're uh, they're definitely <laughs> gigantic winged creatures as mm-hmm. well. But uh, typically, they call them rocks over there. Uh, they're they're also like as <clears throat> a lumped in category, like giant owls are also okay. rocks. So any kind of large, winged, unknown. large bird-jurler, bird-like... <laughs> bird-jurler? Isn't that a word? It's not a word. Bird-like mm-hmm. creature is okay. would be a rock. As okay. where with us, thunderbirds are typically only thought of as gigantic eagles. Yeah, so, or... I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, speculation on what they could be, mm-hmm. but what we think... Uh, where the myth comes from is from the Terratorns. Is it ter- ter- You keep on saying Torns. I thought it was ter- ter- What is it? Pterosaurs. Pterosaurs is one of the Terratorns. Oh, really? It's a whole, okay. All whole right. family of giant effing birds called Terratorns. Kind of like when you, you know, like an apple and a pear are both pears Fruits. and apples, but you can't. No, they're both fruits. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. One's an apple and one's a Wait, wait, wait. No, pear. the rectangle and square thing. That's what I'm thinking. No, no. Right? No. <laughs> all squares are didn't, rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Didn't we have this conversation in oysters? I, I, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. with the bivalves? Yeah, it's a family. Underneath that, you have subfamily. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I'm mixing it up. But, okay. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, here, they're generally... Look like gigantic eagle esque sort of things. Condories, condor, like eagle. Yeah, very. Uh, they they all seem to have the um, the raptor shaped beak. You know, mm-hmm. large, downturned, curved, curved. Good beak. for eating your eyeballs out. Yeah, good for hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, swooping and hunting and killing. <laughs> exactly. So as where like the rocks can be other kinds of animals as right. well. So, but. Um, the the rock, but that does not include any kind of winged, uh, you know, reptile. Winged reptiles are totally different. Like a pterodactyl. Like a pterodactyl. Okay, exactly. With pneumonia, <laughs> fighting a knite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually did come across a few different pictures of knights fighting rocks. But they, they are typically from, like... <laughs> just when you say that, just picture a guy in full suit of armor, sword, and he's just, like, Pa-ding! hitting a stone. <laughs> no, but I know, but it is, it's a rock. Like, it's still pronounced the same. It's right. just there's no K. You drop mm-hmm. the K off at the end, you add it to the knight. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. But they're ter- they're, they have... Um, basically, those are Arabic myths. So yes. that's where they kind of come from, and that's where they spread. Gotcha. So, so you're talking, at least the Territorns, the fossil remnants, the, the, the bones that we have found. The fossil record. Yeah, that are real, uh, measure anywhere between 12 and 18 feet wingspans. And mm-hmm. these are just the fossils, so they could have been bigger. Yeah. Now, the also, the other thing that I don't think you've mentioned yet is that that fossil record is saying that we had them up until about 1100. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, man... Been around about, what, 10,000 years? We have actually crossed times mm-hmm. with these gigantic pterosaurs. Yeah, Terra, ter- what are they? Pteratorns. Pteratorns. Yes. We have crossed time with them. The we streams. have actually, Yeah, time we have actually... Streams. But So, a lot of people think that it's like a collective memory mm-hmm. of these kind of animals from when we were, you know... 
just starting out. Right. Uh, passed down, word of mouth, mm-hmm. cave drawing, sort of, you know, that's where the myth probably originated. Yeah. You know, which makes sense to me. An actual, you know, uh, myth that has, I mean, there's, there's always a grain of truth in a lot of myth. Mm-hmm. But this one seems to be pretty substantial grain, you know, of truth. Well, it's like the coelacanth, right? Yeah. We, you know, there are creatures. I mean, it just makes me think about, you know, the coelacanth. It was a, you know, a fish that we thought was gone. We found fossils. And we caught one in the 1940s. Yeah, we're like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> they still exist. They still exist. And it's the yeah. same thing like, you know, uh, crocodiles, alligators. Yeah. Those nice are creatures. <laughs> Those are creatures that have been around. They've just gotten smaller. You know, they've been yeah. around since dinosaur times. Well, you, you, sharks. There's same a whole. Thing. There's a whole thing. You know, with the oxygen levels in the earth dropping down. The you know the bodies start to get smaller because less oxygen needed. And yada, yada, yada. A whole thing called evolution um, that happened with majority of the creatures on this planet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, things like coelacanth, uh, Architeuthis. Mm-hmm. Which is still effing huge. Yeah. You know, but they are deep sea. You know, they just hang around and fight whales. I got one for you. The hermit crab. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those things are crazy. Yeah. And they basically have not changed because they are basically the perfect form. They have just existed. But basically, all of, like, like we were talking about, I don't think it's really evolution. It's just they've gotten smaller, and that's, that's- it. Evolution is that evolution that they've yeah, gotten smaller, that's but their bodies haven't changed because no, 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 they are no. the perfect killing machines. Alligators are, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying if perfect wor- killing machine, Joe. <laughs> if your world changes, you need to adapt, even yeah. if it's just getting a little smaller. So look at the Nautilus. Nautilus is the same thing. It's mm-hmm. a cephalopod, um, you know, but it's it used to be huge. It was like a uh, what is it? Like a tire. Like yeah, like a like a tire. Yeah. Now they're you know like dinner plate sized. Yeah. You know. Well, maybe Same that's thing with these maybe, birds. Yeah, maybe that's what happened with the thunder cats with the thunder. <laughs> oh. What, what are you talking about, Thunderbirds? <laughs> yes. Maybe that's what happened with the Thunderbirds <laughs> is that they've just gotten smaller throughout time, and now they're just California condors. That's yeah, and that's that. A, that actually is a possibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the sightings that people attribute to Thunderbirds could be. What uh, turkey buzzards, mm-hmm. uh, California condors, at least here in the states. Yeah, um, and there are a handful of cranes that get that effing big. They get what is it? The sandhill crane? Sandhill crane. Gi- that, that is like a crane with a gigantic wingspan. And I believe that we also talked about the sandhill crane mm-hmm. when we discussed Mothman. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was one of the things that people thought it might be because it has such a giant wingspan, either that or an owl. But right. also very much like Mothman and those kind of sightings, it's possible that when someone looks up in the sky during a storm, mm-hmm. right, it's already starting to get dark. It's starting mm-hmm. to get weird greenish, yellowish colors. Mm-hmm. You're not really sure. You look up in the sky and you're not sure how far up that gigantic bird is flying up there. But, right. you know, they just look gigantic. I mean, they have yeah. a huge wingspan. I mean, you, you said the Terrathorns? Terrathorns. The Terrathorns had like what? Because they would tear you up and torn you in and pieces. And you, torn you in half. <laughs> I torn you in half, son. I done torn you in half. So basically they have what? A 12 foot to 18 foot wingspan, you yeah, said? Yeah, that's huge. Those, that's the fossil that's record. Car. And, you know, you're talking normal birds could have like up to a six foot wingspan. Yeah, that's two of me. 
Yeah. Well, you know, well, the, I'm six the foot. Sm- yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you're on average, I don't know the exact equation, but it, the, the height of a bird mm-hmm. is the equivalent of one wing. Yeah. That's what they need for the proper lift to get them off the ground. Some are a little longer, some are a little shorter, but it's on average, you look at a bird and you're like, oh, that one wing is going to be about that tall. Yeah. You know, or that long. You double that, you know, that's pretty pretty decent sized bird. You now, know? An- another kind of rule of thumb about birds that I found out is when they when they don't s- look up at the beach. Oh, that's happened to me before, and that is gross. <laughs> I actually say, got that's a rule of thumb. I, I stick literally, by. I literally got crapped on my bald head. <laughs> it was the grossest thing ever. It was like a scene straight out of Willow. Maybe Ugh. they thought it was like a giant egg. I, I maybe that's wh- who was it. Who was the... Uh, Burgle Cut. Was the guy that got... Oh, not that guy. Yeah, it was Burgle Cut. Yeah, that, he was in Willow. On. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. There was another... There was a philosopher who a bird had picked up a turtle. I can't okay. remember who it was. That It was one of the philosophers they thought died this way. He had picked up a turtle and dropped it because typically, you know, these birds, they'll mm-hmm. pick up a turtle, you know, yeah. and drop it on a rock, or they also do it with... Uh, call oysters. back to our last episode, yeah. oysters and fish, mm-hmm. snakes, like anything they pick up and it's still wiggling around after yeah. it's dug the claws into, yeah. they'll drop it. They'll drop it to kill it yeah, yeah. or crack it open or whatever. Yeah. So uh, this bird dropped it onto this philosopher's head and supposedly killed him because he thought he was dropping it on, up, upon a rock. <laughs> so bald. And I don't mean like a rock bird rock. I mean an actual <laughs> R-O-C-K rock. That'd be great. Yeah. A territory and dropping in another rock. Uh, another another rock, bird, yeah. yeah. So, ah, hey, buddy, I'm flying here. <laughs> but uh, so when they pick things up, generally they can pick up about one-third of their weight. Right. Now, you also have to think that birds do have kind of hollow bones. Mm-hmm. They're a lot lighter, but they yeah. can only pick up about one-third of their weight. Right. So if they were going to, say, pick up something like, you know... A person, mm-hmm. right? You know, a normal person. A, what, a hundred pound person? Let's say, let's say a boy, right? Okay, a boy. Uh, Sammy, my boy, is about I think forty-five, maybe fifty pounds now. Okay, which means the bird would have to be a hundred and fifty pounds. That's a big a bird. That is a big bird. Okay, bird. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very very large bird. Yeah. To pay. I mean, that's like foghorn leghorn big. Yeah, yeah. Bird. I mean, it would have to be a very, very large bird. Yeah. So, uh, so there are reports of these rocks and uh, and thundercats, thunderbirds, <laughs> that pick up human children, right, and eat them. Well, here's the thing. I also not have, trying to scare you. I no, but there um, are reports. I have an anecdote. Uh, I used to have this little house in a little wooded area, and. I come home one day from work, and it was maybe dusky time, mm-hmm. you know. I walk up my steps, and in my yard literally was this, like, three-and-a-half, four-foot-tall hawk of some kind. I didn't identify it, didn't know. It was just standing there. And he had his, like, back turned to me, and I just see this big old hawk head, like, <laughs> and I look down, and he is eviscerating a full-grown rabbit. Like, yeah, huge, giant, you know, not giant, not, not as lepus rabbit, but, you know, a good three, five-pound rabbit. Yeah. 
and just completely destroying this thing. And he looks at me like, I'm eating. What do you want? <laughs> and you were like, sir, I will see you later. He, he, I'll leave you alone. He fluffed his wings once or twice, and they were like, ooh, ooh. And then I walked by him, and he went back to eating. And I was like, <laughs> good night. <laughs> I'm done. It's what I'm saying, man. Like, there is nothing... More alien, well, I guess there are plenty of other things that are more alien in the sea and whatnot, but yeah. but birds... It's a better place to hide. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, in the well, sky, yeah. you really can't hide unless you're a cloud. Well, you know? It's just the, the, the strangest thing to me is, is how, how just alien birds are. Yeah, you know no, what I mean. Like they're, they're goopy looking. They're they're just so so strange. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But you know, I, like I talked up uh, about the top of the hour with the ostrich mm-hmm. and just coming at you. You know, what yeah. I mean? they, they have snakes for necks for Christ's sakes. Like it's so <laughs> snakes for necks. Bizarre. They're yeah. so strange. I mean, of course, those are flightless birds, mm-hmm. which wouldn't be classified under thunderbirds or right. or rocks. Right. But they're they're just they are birds nonetheless, and mm-hmm. they're so so strange. So imagine a bir- uh, your bird encounter mm-hmm. with wings. Yeah. With wings that could, it could fly. I mean, yeah, that's, that that alone would be terrifying yeah. for any number of you know creature on this planet. Yeah, let alone human beings. So um, one of the reasons why we think that they're called Thunderbirds, and we watched what was it, uh, Monster Quest? Mon- yeah, Monster Which is Quest. Ridiculous, but yes, Monster it, Quest. It, it's not the best show, Joe, no, but they, it is a cryptozoological show. Which I is, know, I know. Which you know, it's it's no in search of. I'll say that, but it is. <laughs> It, you know, at least they're doing something. Right. So, and it's not that awful Sasquatch hunting show. Yes. So, or ghost hunt. Mm. Oh, those are terrible. Anyway, sorry if you like those. I'm not a big fan of the ghost hunting shows. Um, so anyway, one of the things that I found out while I was, you know, kind of uh, watching that was that these, uh, these, you know, the giant eagles, things like that, they'll have a tendency, just normal size eagles, let's say. You know, they're pretty they're they're pretty large. Yeah, they are large. So, but eagles will have a tendency to fly on the updrafts mm-hmm. during the, a storm. Thermal vents. Yeah, thermal vents. Mm-hmm. So they'll 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 fly on those because they they I mean they kind of just enjoy flying. I mean if you were a bird, you would probably fly too. Yeah, well it takes a lot of work. To fly. To, like, get up there, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. it takes to a lot maintain, of work to get off the ground. Yeah, to maintain, yeah. you naturally use thermal vents and currents to keep you up there. Mm-hmm. You know, you see seagulls on bridges do the same thing. They'll, the the currents from the cars going by and the, and the wind and the waves and stuff, they'll just hang out. Yeah. You know, and just sit there and chill. Well, that's, like they, they do that like uh, like down the ocean. Like when you go down to, you know, the beach or whatever. Yeah, Robert Downey Ocean. Yeah. So, you you know, you just pick up some Thrasher's French fries. <laughs> right. And they'll be literally whip hovering in there the... in the sky. You just whip them up in the air mm-hmm. and they'll catch them, you know what I mean? Right. And then crap on your head. <laughs> exactly. So. The seals of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> so you can find Thunderbird iconography throughout many, many different uh, Native American uh, histories. And there's uh, pictographs and and artwork and canvases and tons and tons and tons of stuff just depicting these... See, I, I, I hate to call them cryptozoological creatures, but in modern society they would be, mm-hmm. you know, but... 
Native American, they are their myth and legend. Yeah. You know, probably they're, they're mixed into their religion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, some of the you know, astrological charts you can find uh, Thunderbirds in in some of those charts. Just they're they're the the word itself is kind of permeated our culture. We'll get into that stuff later, but it's just kind of surprising how long and how deep seated these these birds are. So you'll typically see the Thunderbird at the top of a totem pole, which mm-hmm. I always thought that was really cool because you have this long skinny pole and at the very, very top mm-hmm. you have the, the bird symbol with the big wingspan at the top kind of Not making... Not always. Well, it, it, depends no, no. On, depends on why they're giving you the, the totem pole, why the totem pole was made, who yeah. it was made for, and what uh, you know region it was made in. Yeah, no. well, I, I agree with you, but yeah. it, a lot of the time, mm-hmm. uh, you'll see it at the very, very top, and right. it's you know it kind of makes a bit of a T shape, and it's I, I like the the look of it. Right. So, right. Uh, but the you know, and that's another thing is, you know, if you're a podcast listener, mm-hmm. you 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 probably listen to stuff you should know. Probably. Which is you know it's a it's a good podcast that was probably made, probably like my gateway into podcasts <laughs> yeah, before. Your intro. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, you you find out that the uh, the whole one of their episodes that they they talked about totem poles was that the low man on the totem pole mm-hmm. is not actually the low man. No, no, it's, a, it's flipped and reversed. Right, the, because the intricate carvers would be at the very bottom, and that's what you would walk up and see, and well, it would make that really and, very intricate. Yeah, that, I mean, that's part of it. The The bigger part of it is the bottom of the totem pole is the part that means the most. It's mm-hmm. the most substantial. It's holding the whole damn thing up. Yeah. So you'd have your your more powerful, your more meaningful gods on the bottom because right. they're they're actually holding up the other ones. The other gods. Yeah. Or or deities or deities, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. So and uh being at the very top, mm-hmm. you have the Thunderbird mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um not to say that he's he's the low man or the, the low deity on the totem pole. Well um, and uh, you also brought up this comment too that mm-hmm. the fact that where is the Thunderbird? The Thunderbird is in the sky. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense to have a being, a creature, a spirit that guards the skies, protects, you know, very benevolent, mm-hmm. you know, very fickle yeah, they, they are typi- at times. I hear, yeah. I hear, yes. <laughs> I hear the little, little, little testy, but they guard the skies. They help maintain, you know, forestry with fires and things like that and regrowth. They would shoot lightning out of their eyes. Zzz. Yeah, to help old dead forests burn down mm-hmm. and start anew. You know, that was that was the, the Thunderbirds. That was their job. Which is, that I mean, that that is typically where you would, uh, you know, we were talking about the updrafts before, mm-hmm. so that's how they're, they're kind of associated with storms, right? right? When you get that weird green, yellow tint and mm-hmm. everything, uh, they would fly on the updrafts and you would, you know, people would associate, you know, eagles and things like that with storms. Right. So it would not be strange for that to follow the logic that once a storm comes mm-hmm. and lightning comes down into the forest, you know, right. lights the forest on fire, you get a forest fire and you get that regrowth, mm-hmm. you know, that slash and burn yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. thing happening. Yeah, it's that, a, I mean, nature does that all by itself. Uh, it, we it, don't have to no, help it. No, Joe, it's the Thunderbirds. <laughs> but I'm saying, 
uh, the, the Thunderbird's call is that's why it has a name. We yeah. didn't even mention that. You know, the 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 flapping of its massive wings is the sound of thunder, like a like a jet plane passing over, creating that sonic boom sound. Yeah, this is a massive winged creature, you know, causing that sound. And it, it also, you know, it, it makes me think very much of like the the Roman myths, uh, the Norse myths, you know, mm-hmm. like Thor. And, yeah, yeah. and bring the down hammer. the thunder and the rain. And, yeah, yeah. and it also, uh, you know, so the Roman, uh, the, the Greek, the Norse, and it also makes me think of, uh, uh, who are they? The, the endless, uh, death, destruction, uh, uh, you know, the dream. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, from yeah, Sandman, yeah, yeah. from the yeah. Sandman comics. From <laughs> Sandman comics. I'm so, like, yeah, from Greek mythology. No, no, it just makes <laughs> me think of them. So it's just like, you know, it is... You know, all of this can happen on its own, but right, you know, right. but it also can be controlled by this deity, right? So, exactly. You know, exactly. Uh, but the the typical the symbol of the Thunderbird uh, typically has these are the kind of meanings that it that it has. Mm-hmm. So, is power, provision, expansiveness, transformation, which kind of goes along with the forest fires, mm-hmm. divine domination, indomitable spirit, unquestioning authority. And messages from the other worlds. They also uh, typically bring a foretelling of victory, uh, exact precision, and bolstering of the warrior's heart. Hmm. So th- that's typically like what the Thunderbird kind of means, like the Represents. symbols. Represents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now they are usually described as either all black, you know, blacker than black, or varying colors. <laughs> it's like. One or all. Well, it's you kind know, of black or black and brown. I mean, I've heard like white, orange. Some say yellow. Well, uh, there's look there's at, oh. also myths where the, there's uh, one purveying thunderbird. Uh huh. Um, and then there's other ones like one, the one for the north is blue, and the one exactly. for the south is is white. And yeah, yeah, presiding, presiding you know? over the different <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. points of the compass. Mm-hmm. So and so you have the central thunderbird that lives on Thunderbird Mountain, right? Yeah. And then you have the other thunderbirds, you know, purveying each point of the compass rose. Yeah, there's a an area I believe in I think it's northern Canada mm-hmm. where the local Native Americans up there call this area the the backbone of the earth, mm-hmm. and it's basically a big giant sort of rock pebble formation. It's just naturally occurring, but it was yeah. this giant, long swath. And one of their myths was that when the creator first put the Thunderbirds on on this planet, was there was no twigs, there were no sticks, there, were, there was nothing to make nests. So the Thunderbirds had to use rocks. So they, they made this giant pebble rock mound, and it's huge, massive. Yeah. And still to this day, that is seen as a, you know, a sacred place, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that's, just really, really neat, cool. you know. So I guess let's get into kind of uh, some of the actual sightings. And b- before we really get into it, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that. So there was this whole thing with, uh, with Rachel Maddow on her show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, where she basically was, uh, okay, so in Salem, Oregon. All right. Mm-hmm. There is a park, and it's called uh, what is it? 
Boo, 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 boo. That's where all the witches were burned, right? No. This is um, Salem. No, it's not, that's Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> I'm joking. That's, no, you got to, buddy, you're, you're like really far behind. That's on History Goes Bump. <laughs> I know. You know, they yeah, just yeah, did I the Salem, <laughs> yeah. Salem witch stuff. So, uh, but Salem, Oregon, at Bush's Pasture Park, they started having owl attacks. Mm. So on the Very Rachel true. Maddow yeah. show, she created a owl attack sign. So it's the yellow sign with a person running mm-hmm. and an owl swooping down. And they, you know, she did it as a joke, but they actually decided to adopt that sign and now have it up in the park because <laughs> they kept on having joggers mm-hmm. that had the backs of their heads attacked yeah. by this by this owl, mm-hmm. you know, and their hats knocked off and things like that. So right. I, I know it's kind of funny, but you can actually really sustain some serious injury from, you know, they have a lot of force in their claws. I mean, they oh, can, yeah. they pick up salmon from the rivers and fly away. They, yeah. you know, well, they, I mean? have, they have more force in their, the, Closing of their their talons, yeah, than they do in the, in the power of their lift, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can gouge you pretty good, yeah. Can't take off with you, but gougey gougey, yeah. So I mean, you could, you know, I mean, it might actually even have enough force to go into your skull. Oh yeah, they so, can crack, you know, like you said, fish like crack yeah. the the bones and stuff, and yeah, that's what they do. That's why they have those claws. So I just thought that was, I mean, that is a recent thing that is happening where mm-hmm. birds are actually attacking humans. Right. You know what I mean? Right in the middle of this normal park, normal joggers right, going right. out. I mean, it's, I don't th- necessarily think joggers are normal. You know what I mean? Hey, I jog. Maybe that's just because of fat. I'm, I'm just <laughs> that's saying. That's probably why. Is that what it is? Yeah. So, but getting attacked, you know, by right. actual And it's probably, birds. it's probably a nesting area, yeah. you know, so there's sort of, um, you know, the threat you know, there, there's other creatures in my nesting area, so this is my territory. Get out. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what is happening. Yeah. So let's talk about the, uh, the strange case of Marlon Lowe in 1977. Yeah, Marlon Lowe, I've heard that name probably a dozen times in this past week doing research. Yeah. So he was, you know, he was a little boy. I, I, yeah, where, how old was he? He was 10. I yeah. believe. Yeah, I think he was like 10 or 11 years old. So basically, uh, he had come home for the evening. He was inside. He was, you know, he was wrestling with some of his friends inside in his bedroom. And his mom was basically like, get out of the house. Dinner isn't ready yet. <laughs> right. Roll out. It was like 545. You know, right. I actually have like a whole timeline. At approximately 620, Jake pulled into the driveway. Like, like it's just all these different things. So, but... um you know, so, uh, you know, like his dad came home and he started up the grill and all this other stuff. So, but it, it, the stuff doesn't really get kicking until about 7.45. Mm-hmm. 7.45, he was outside uh, and uh, apparently his dad had just gone in and uh, gone in with like some potato salad and some corn of the cob to bring it inside so they could all sit down and eat. Um, uh, and he saw some birds... Sir, two gigantic birds circling the house. So the family dog, a St. Bernard, was tied up near a tree. They went inside to have dinner. He came back out, and eventually, at about 8.09 p.m., one of these gigantic birds swooped down and grabbed him, grabbed this, grabbed this boy, mm-hmm. and carried him about 40 feet. Yeah, here's the best part. Not 40 feet up, 40 mm-hmm. feet across, across the yard. The yard. Yeah, the the bird apparently grabbed. He was wearing a, a an A-frame 
shirt. Yeah, like as a, we know, uh, uh, what, what a you, beater. A beater. Yeah. So he An grab, undershirt. Yeah, he grabs the straps of the shirt, the the sleeveless shirt. Mm-hmm. Not the boy. He just grabs the straps, all dainty like. <laughs> And that's what I'm, I'm I, uh, that's why think he so, would have been kind of cut up a little more. I think the shirt would have been torn up. I think the kid would have been torn up. And, you know, mass times velocity times, you know, like a bird swooping in to doesn't pause to go, okay, hold on, let me, let me, let me just grab the, so the you, ends you of your shirt. So you don't think that he actually, no. you don't think it actually happened? No. All right, Joe, I understand. I'm just saying I think that maybe with a, the owl attack. Hold on, wait. I think there may have been a bird attack. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that, but I think it was more like bird swoop, peck peck, you know, claw claw, kid fall over, cry cry cry. The mom comes out and sees a, a large bird, you yeah. know, sort of like in mid attack, and is frightened and scared, and you know, and the, I think it was more of a. It was this big when yeah. I, you know, like the the old fisherman thing. Yeah, yeah. I caught the, a fish this big. My arms are really wide right now, guys. You can't see it, but they're really wide. So I think it was that, just mistaking identity, over exaggeration. But that's me being a, uh, a skeptic. This is Diane. And this is Denise. Of the History Ghost Bump podcast. And when we aren't regaling people with our tales of haunted historic places, we are satisfying our curious appetites with the Curioso podcast. Uh, Did you hear about the 2009 Thunderbirds over Pittsburgh, PA? No. And I actually have pictures for this. It looks like a gigantic bird that is basically floating around the edge of this huge storm cloud. You really? Want, you want to see it? Yeah. All right, here. And that, there it is zoomed in. And it does look kind of like the outline of an eagle. E, uh, who, it could be trash. It could be a kite. There's no frame of reference in the sky to tell me how big it is. Well, that's the other thing. You know, and I, I'm not sure if we mentioned this or not. You don't know how close a bird is to you or far, far away. People are terrible at judging that. Oh, yeah. There was a, terrible the, at depth perception. There was a, even on that Monster Quest, they did basically an impromptu, you know, research study and had a, oh, I think it was a kite that was something ridiculous. It was like a 100-foot wingspan kite that was yeah. shaped like a bird. Yeah. And they had it up in the sky, I think 300 feet, something like that. So it looks huge. But they asked, I think, a dozen or so different people just walking by through this park, how big do you think that is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wildly varying accounts of what the size was. And I, I've seen the Mothman episode mm-hmm. when they drove by something like that where exactly. reflector eyes in the middle of the night, and they had the exact same problem. They yeah. weren't sure exactly how and large And we're it was. terrible at that. And without a frame of reference, you, you really don't. You yeah. really have a hard time telling. And, I mean, that looks cool, the picture you just showed me, but it could be any number of things, yeah. especially in a you know, storm front, like tons of debris flows around. 
So, Joe, what do you have about some of these old-timey pictures of different... Uh, well, it looks like people next to pterosaurs and things like that. Because if you look it up, if you just kind of juggle the <laughs> you know Thunderbird, you will come across some of these pictures. Well, there there's so many different I guess accounts or stories. Uh, 1890, apparently, two cowboys in Arizona killed a giant quote unquote bird-like creature with an enormous wingspan, uh, and that story ran in the Tombstone Epitaph. Uh, it was a newspaper back in the time uh and apparently there was a picture taken but it no one knows if it actually got published along with that article is this uh, the mysterious they're uh, all photo rather mysterious okay but there's this one there's the fabled lost thunderbird photo okay. where people have been searching for it for years now and and there's a whole bunch of like eyewitness accounts of people seeming to remember seeing it sometime that was in probably some the magazine. Or, yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. but no one can actually come across what it what it was. But there are other pictures. What is the one where the guy in the white suit is behind with a gigantic bird behind him, like the classic picture? Is that a, the the terra, pterodon thing? Yeah, no, that's an actual uh, pteratorn. That's replicated from the wings, I mean, from the bones. And it was the first found uh, fossils. Mm -hmm. And they actually replicated it. So, right. So that's what it is, is this guy is in some kind of museum with the picture behind him. There were several in the 40s, uh, several sightings, a bunch in the 60s and 70s. There are many old and new sightings. Uh, there's a few random pictures floating around, some that kind of look doctored or made up. There's one that I saw where it was a group of hunters, mm -hmm. and there was some kind of, you can't really tell, the, the picture is so blurry and black and white, you can't really make out really what the creature is. Yeah, It looks like a large cre creature with wings, and I, I remember the... Um, the article saying that they had found this, or you know, they found this creature. They hunted it down. It didn't have feathers. It was like smooth-skinned. Well, that sounds like a like a pterodactyl. Exactly. Uh, but when you actually look at pterodactyls, I think the biggest pterodactyl only, you know, wingspan only came out of like eight feet. <clears throat> really? Yeah, eight That's or nine feet. A very large flying creature, True. regardless. But that is the average size of a California condor. Yeah. Their wingspan is anywhere from 6 to 10 feet, depending on how old they are or whatever. But that's, I mean, that's still a huge creature flying around in the sky. So along with the old and or new sightings, the random uh, photos... There's also the thing that I really want to talk about is how deep-seated the word Thunderbird is in our culture, mm -hmm. at least here in America. Like, everything, everything is named Thunderbird. I was in Southern Maryland, and mm -hmm. there is a Thunderbird motel. Yeah. And I, I also was looking up the word Thunderbird, and I came across a few Thunderbird motels in Nevada, mm -hmm. uh, Texas. As there should be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, There is one of my favorite classic cars, 
They did remodernize it and everything, but the Ford Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. It's just a great looking car. There is how big is its wingspan? Um, uh, V eight. <laughs> so the, there's a Thunderbird Amateur Radio Club. There's a Thunderbird School of International Management. Everything is Thunderbird. There's a Mozilla Thunderbird email account. Yeah, so that's basically, I think, like uh, Hotmail or Gmail, something yeah, like Google. that. Yeah, Google. But it's for Mozilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I might have to get one of those now. <laughs> right. Just because there is a crazy old English TV show that I used to watch when I was younger called Thunderbirds. You know, I never really watched it. I knew it existed, and I knew that Team America World Police was basically, you know... A riff off of a that. A riff off of it, because yeah. I knew that it existed, and I mm-hmm. had maybe came across... But I never, like, watched it, watched it. Oh, so. I mean, okay, so this show is rather ridiculous. Uh, started out in 1929. Really? Yeah. It, I'm guessing black and white? Yeah, well, you're talking... Uh, I would assume? It, it, it is contemporaries... With the long-running English TV show, Doctor Who. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it was in that same sort of... Which was originally put out as a a children's television show. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Old black and white, crazy, you know, goofy sci-fi. And uh, it actually takes place in the year 2065. Uh, The TV show takes place. Yeah, the TV show does, yes. Uh, And these are marionettes, you know, and it's basically like... Voltron or GoBots or uh, Team America. You know, there's a there's a team. There's mm-hmm. a special team of puppets. You know, 1929. Yeah. Wow. But they would go and solve things and problems and stuff. You it know? would solve mysteries like marionette Scooby Doo's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what they did. And you know, there was like a few airplanes. There was a couple of rocket ships. Somebody had a car. Uh, which I think may or may not have been a Thunderbird <laughs> at one point in the show. See, I remember it looking like uh, like it was from the '60s when I when oh, I was, when I saw it. Yeah. That was big time. Yeah, when it, when you got I mean the marionette technology in the '60s, it was just leaps and bounds. <laughs> I couldn't help it. '60s marionette technology. <laughs> it was that was the best above and beyond. You know, and they were just blown that out of the water. That 1940s technology <laughs> marionettes. I was just playing with pieces of wood um, on a string compared to the 60s. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> but you've seen Team America, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So imagine Team America mixed with, I want to say, like Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like that. Gotcha. Uh, I remember very, very little. Uh, of the actual storylines for the shows. Mm-hmm. I just remember like just being in trance with the, you know, the intro sequence was like one, two, three, and it had like the rocket and the airplane like going off, you know? And, um, but they, they've had a few different incarnations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. But when I was growing up, it was like, you know, reissues of like the 60s and the 70s versions. Yeah. The Doctor Who I grew up with was the same thing. Same thing, yeah. You know, like that's what I know. Tom Baker is the only Doctor Who that's worth mentioning. Um, (laughs) Lots of people that would fight you on that. I don't care. Tom (laughs) Baker would win. (laughs) But yeah, it's in that same sort of uh, time when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you had 
the, the, the memory I have is, you know, just Thunderbirds, go! You know, or Thunderbirds are go. There was kind of a difference with those things, the intro. But it was fun. It was marionettes on adventures in rocket ships, you know, and they looked... It was a bit uncanny valley at times. Yeah. You know, where they had like human like eyes with like the marionette clack, 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 clack mouths, you know, and but it was so much fun. Yeah. I So <clears throat> I have now put this on my Netflix queue. Mm-hmm. So Sammy and I are going to sit down and watch a couple of these. At least so, an episode or two. Yeah. Just yeah. so you can get the flavor. Yeah. And they don't, uh, the great thing is they don't throw up, mm-hmm. you know, um, and do gross stuff. And do like, gross stuff. Yeah. America, fuck yeah. You know, there's none of that. Uh, which is not a bad thing, but you'll understand why. Where it came from. Yeah, yeah. Trey and, and uh, Parker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember J- the other Josh one. Stone? Or, I, I think so. Th- those guys, you know, the, the South Park guys chose to do that because yeah. it's, it's so visual. Yeah. Well, speaking of flavor, Joe, I wanted to <sighs> speak a little bit about flavor. The flavor of Thunderbird. Ooh, what's a big giant bird taste like? <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Probably uh, tasty with, with uh, <clears throat> some Jamaican jerk on it. You think so? Heck yeah. <laughs> That's, That's a lot of meat. That is a lot of bird giant meat. effing drumstick. <laughs> so uh, the reason why I say the flavor is because there is a wine, a fortified wine, called Thunderbird. Yeah, a pain in the motherfucking ass, hard to find fortified wine oh, called which, Thunderbird. Which you would, okay, so uh, we searched for Thunderbird wine, mm-hmm. okay? Um, because, and, and it was very much akin to our searching for Trappist beers, mm. if you listen to our Trappist episode mm-hmm. and we discussed that. But the difference is, is that Thunderbird is not very expensive. And from what I understand, not necessarily all that good tasting. Right. Uh, it's not like a fine wine or anything no. like that. The reason why we had a hard time finding it, I think, is mostly because it's California regional wine. Ah. So, well, it's every list I could find all mentioned it as bum or hobo wine. Uh, yeah, it's, or they'll also call it screw cap wine. Yeah, uh, okay. So because mm-hmm. of the screw cap. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it, it is basically like a bum wine or... Should you know, I hit where, up Joel and Lars? They'd probably have a they, case of it. Like sitting like yeah. underneath of the table when the they record. hobo radio, <laughs> you know. Those guys probably have that stuff. So, uh, but, but yeah. So basically, it's marketed to the impoverished it's marketed to the people <laughs> is that how they market it yeah it it, it really is it's because it, it's do they not, see billboards do they get the newsletters no i mean m- mainly when they put it in the liquor store it's it's for people with not a whole lot of pocket change ah okay. or you know with I mean? only pocket change with only pocket change gotcha. rather so but basically um this came out of the three gallo brothers so what basically happened they were all was, hung hmm no, not Gallo's. G A L L O. Okay. So those guys. They're the they're the people that make like Carlo Rossi wine. Mm-hmm. Which I is I know that guy. He used to yeah, he was in a, one of my favorite bands when I was growing up. Oh, I think it's a different guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so but Carlo Rossi wine is the it, it's your your basic table wine. Uh-huh. So that that's basically where it is. But um uh now, all three of the brothers are now finally passed away. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, there were three boys, and they were the sons of Joseph and Su- Susie Gallo, who lived in Modesto, California. 
uh, Joseph, along with his brother, Michael, they purchased a, a wine, uh, wine from smaller wineries, and then they resold it to bars in Oakland and San Francisco, operating as the Gallo Wine Company. Now, Susie, his wife... So, wait, wait, wait. They weren't actually making wine? They were just buying other wines? Yeah, basically, they were distributors. Oh, They were the okay. Gallo Wine Company. They redistributed gotcha, other people's gotcha, wines. Gotcha. Okay. Because at that point in time, we're talking like ni- the 1920s, okay? Okay. You yeah. know what I mean? There were not... Uh, big, gigantic conglomerates. You know right, what I mean? There right. was plenty enough room for, like, your small breweries and yeah, wineries yeah, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So uh, so they eventually, in the 1920s, they bought a farm near uh, Modesto, and like everyone else, they began growing grapes in the area. The problem was that, that during the 20s, you know what happened? Da-da-da! Prohibition. Abition. So what happened, basically, is d- during Prohibition... They couldn't make wine anymore, but they could take and sell the grapes to other people because they would make wine. Hmm. Because you are allowed to make a certain amount of wine in your own home. Right. So if you had like a little carboy, you wanted to make some wine, mm-hmm. you would buy a large amount of grapes, squish them, put them in, make your own wine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, you know, some of the uh, Ernest and Julio are the two older brothers. And then uh, Joseph is the younger brother mm. named after the father. So uh, they started uh, going out with the, the grapes because a lot of the time what would happen is you'd have gangsters basically trying to pinch your grapes off and, and sell it to the highest bidder. So they would I go out. the gangsters coming. Oh, yeah. Pinch they, my they, grapes they were off. In, they were into everything. You know, Canadian whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? California uh, grapes, everything. Pinching California off them grapes. raisins. They'd pinch off them raisins. <laughs> Good. California raisins. So, so basically, eventually, the two older brothers, Ernest and Julio, they came up with Ernest and Julio Gallio wine. Okay. So, uh, or EG, it's the um, EJ Gallio Wine Company. Mm. Uh, and they were the people that f- started making Thunderbird. Now, the reason, why, the reason why they started making this is they found out that, you know, after, you know, during, after Prohibition and then started during the 30s, they started having the Depression. People mm-hmm. didn't have a whole lot of money to buy their wines. They had to market it to people that didn't have that much money. So they started selling Night Train, uh, Thunderbird, mm-hmm. and, uh, and there was another one, too, like those kind of wines. And they weren't very expensive. Uh, eventually... Uh, the, uh, the they, they actually had a really hard time. Like their father Joseph mm-hmm. actually shot uh, their their mother Susie and oh, killed wow. himself as well. Wow. So they kind of had to go out on their own. And the younger brother they had some like legal troubles back and forth because the younger brother he wound up um, making a cheese company. Uh, well, he really? Did, well, he he what he did was he helped out, uh-huh. but. You know, he didn't have to do any of the hard labor because he was only like 12, 13 years old. Oh, gotcha. And the other brothers were a lot older. They'd have to actually go and they pick the grapes. So they mm-hmm. always had kind of a problem with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, basically, eventually, he kind of like helped out, like going to high school. He eventually like went to Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he came back, he decided to take the money that he had saved up the entire time and buy a farm. Mm-hmm. And with that farm, he started making cheese, and then they started having legal troubles because he called it Gallo Cheese. He was like, um. I only have one name. Uh, but they sued him because wine and cheese are a thing that pair. <laughs> really good. Exactly. So they were selling wine, he was selling cheese, and they didn't like the fact that such a low-brow product was going to bring their, their wine down. Mm. Meantime, they're, they're selling... 
you know what I mean? Low-brow Low wines. Low-brow wines as well. <laughs> so it, it was really kind of ridiculous. But basically, all three of their brothers are, are dead now, but the company is still a privately owned company, and it's just, it's, it's like, at the time of his death, uh, I believe that the, the the younger brother was worth like 1.4 billion. Wow. Yeah. So, and they had like some political ties and things like that. You know what I mean? I mean, with it's such a large company that makes money. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah, the moral of that story is we could not find the wine. Yeah, we could not find it. We really wanted to find some Thunderbird. Yeah. So, I, okay. Here's the thing. I went to. A handful yesterday, a handful the day before, seven places today. Yeah. And I even had our buddies over at Dawson's Liquors. I was like, can it, is it still available? Yeah. And uh, they looked up in their ordering book, their big, massive, giant liquor ordering book. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, still made. I can order you a case. Yeah. Well, they're not going to order but anything I'm not, less than a case. He's like, I don't want I don't want it in my store. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was like... Um. Oh, I forgot to mention the whole reason why they started making it. Uh, it's like a lemon-lime kind of wine. Right. Was they found out that uh, because to, to spruce up the flavor of mm. their normal, like, their normal wines. Like table were, wine. Yeah, their table wines. People were taking uh, lemon concentrate, you know, like lemon juice. Yeah. Lemon concentrate juice and squirting it into their wine. Mm-hmm. To give it more flavor, I do the or same thing. Or give it thing. some flavor. Yeah. So uh, one of my um, one of my in laws, his father is from Italy, and mm-hmm. he likes very very dry dry red wine when he's having dinner. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just like, Gah. it's just it's just too dry for me. Right. So while he's not looking, I pour <laughs> Sprite into my glass. What? Yeah, I'll pour Sprite or what? Diet Sprite into, into my wine? glass, and it it's no no no. You say that. But they do that in Italy. It's called a spritzer. Yeah, they do just, that in Italy. A spritzer or a wine cooler. I know. They I make know. fun of you here for it, but in Italy they do it all the time. I know. I know. So go watch Three Sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I what know, I mean? Zane Lamprey was all over there, but I and they like, were drinking wine spritzers. That's the difference. I like the dry, you know, the Shiraz or a Malb. I, I like those. Yeah. You know, give me like fruity sweet wines. Nah, not uh, so much. I, I just. I, but you have to think I'm adding that to it, mm-hmm. but it's I'm not doing like half and half. I'm just sweetening it a little bit. Okay. So you know I, what I mean. I, I can. I, yeah, I understand. Just sweeten it up a little bit, giving a little bit of carbonic acid, a little bit of carbonation to it, mm-hmm. it makes a bit of a spritzer. I very much like that. Okay. So, but that's the same thing that people were doing with their wine was they were pouring in lemon juice to it mm-hmm. to give it more flavor. You know what I mean? To make it less dry. Right. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. And that's why they they kind of got the idea. You know, the lightning bulb went off. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 thunderbulb went off and the thunderbird. The thunderbird went off, and they decided <laughs> to make thunderbird. Yeah. Even it was funny. Talking to the ordering manager over at Dawson's, uh, it's like, okay, so I'm doing a podcast episode, and they they helped us out before. Yeah. The I always things. feel kind. Of, I, I I went to five different stores myself, uh-huh. and I felt kind of embarrassed asking for it. Oh, me yeah. too. I was yeah. like, uh, it's just for a um, um, a gag <laughs> gift. It's like going into a porn <laughs> store, you know, yeah. and like buying. It's uh, for a buddy for his uh, birthday. It's a gag gift. Don't uh, look at me. Yeah. Don't Can look at me in the give eye. Give me your biggest butt plug. <laughs> it's, it's a it's just a gift. It's a gag. It's a gag. It's a paperweight. I just want it for a paperweight. And that's pretty much what I was doing with this. Uh, Thunderbird, the the wine, because yeah. I I like good drinks, you yeah. know. Um, so it was really really awkward to ask for something that, uh, by all, you know, uh, understanding, it is terrible. 
Yeah. You know, everything I've read is well, like... Well, it's, like, uh, it's like St. Ives. I mean... It, well, like, that's like the, one of the guys said, well, you can take some, some Mad Dog, uh-huh. mix it with some Boone's Farm, and... You know, and he's like, that'll be close. Yeah. That'll be yeah. close. You yeah. know, and I was like, okay, that sounds really and, gross. And not to be whatever, because that, that, that Mad Dog is what we all drank back oh, in the day. Oh, it sustained me through as, my teen years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, we all drank that. A very, mm-hmm. very sweet wine kind of thing. And... You know, I mean... Fortified wine. Yeah. yeah whatever the hell that uh, means. Well, it just means extra sweet. Malt liquor yeah, wine. Yeah, basically kind of yeah. thing. And, 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 you know, it's like St. Ives Special Brew. Mm-hmm. St. Ives Special Brew is absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet, you know what I mean? Very fruity. I really, really like it. But it gives me heartburn. <laughs> and did at the time. Like, right. could you imagine a, you know, a crusty old punk rocker sitting on the street going, Ugh! <laughs> It's like, oh, it hurts so bad. That's like all of them. Oh, <laughs> I used to get the worst heartburn from it. And my girlfriend at the time had to run down to the store and buy like a thing of Alka-Seltzer. And I, mm. I had to just chew it up and swallow it that's, myself. And I'm a foaming mad dog. And that's something you never, ever, ever want to give a Thunderbird. Uh, I Alka-Seltzer? Would think, I would think you're right. Yeah. That that's that you would create a meat shower. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've explained it finally. <laughs> Bring it full circle. That's right. All right. So I just have something fun that I want you just to read. Don't don't think about it. Just read some of these randomly. Okay. Okay. Are these? Uh, this is from FineDictionary.com. And this is just some little stuff that I pulled up about the Thunderbird. And I just want you to read off randomly some of the typos that have been caught uh, for the variations in, in uh, spelling for Thunderbirds. Which is a bit thunder and bird. Like, it's not a real hard thing. Go ahead. Runderbird, Thunderbird, Thunderbird, Thunferbird, Thunderburged. I like that one. Thunder, Thunderbird, written like turd. <laughs> Thunderbears. I like the... Thunderbuyer. I like the... What is... Thunder, with the F? Yeah, Thunder. Thunderbird. Thunder. Grunderbird. Yonder... Wow. What is... So where did this come from? It's just Thunderbricks. <laughs> Thunderbricks. Uh, this just random uh, misspellings of Thunderbird. Thunder... Thunderherd. Yeah, so those are those are the most common most common misspellings for Thunderbird. I just wow. thought it was funny that that's a pretty extensive list of misspellings for I don't one simple you, word. I don't even know what you came up with that. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's hilarious. And though. I just want to say, Joe, thank you so very much for bringing in this Blackwing Lager mm, from yeah. uh, Union Craft Brewing. Well, we couldn't. Okay, so here's the thing: we could not find the you know, uh, Thunderbird, Thunderbird drink, (laughs) (laughs) um, flying in like a California condor. Right. Uh, but I did find this lovely black wing lager. Yeah. It's a, it's a black lager from, uh, Union Craft Brewing right here in Baltimore. Baltimore. Don't ruffle our feathers. I certainly didn't. Recycle this can. We, we will do that. All right, well, Curiosos, thank you so much for joining us uh, about Thunderbirds. Joe likes it when I pop my bees. <laughs> you do that every time. <laughs> Bird. 
So yeah, I think uh, I think the only thing left to do is just say, ah! Thunderbirds go. Thank you for listening to the Curioso podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash Curioso Podcast. You can call our voicemail line, leave us a message, 443-327-9673. On your touchtone phone, that spells Hydasword. On the Curioso.com website, on the left-hand side, you can help support the show by clicking on our Amazon link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. If you'd like to check out some of our sister podcasts, check out thundergrunt.com. Two little tiny rabbit babies running through the snow. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, I was like, oh, Dana, there's some rabbits out our window. Yeah. And it just picked it up, caught it, and flew. Mm-hmm. And um, it was horrifying. Yeah. I don't know why you picked up pretzels. Because like I the, didn't know what else to It's like the worst thing to t- try to snack on while we're doing this. Well, because <laughs> I saw your text when I'm like three quarters of the way here, and I was like, well, there's Royal Farms, mm. and pretzels, though. They're good. <laughs> what else could I get? Mm-hmm. Snack cakes. <sighs> cheese steaks. I'm, no, snack cakes left. <laughs> he quit and went somewhere else. <laughs> wow, 1030. Is that late? No, that's early. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just waiting for you to chime in with your spin doctor knowledge.